and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, the show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I am feeling so festive, Jeff. Well, that's appropriate because tonight we're going to talk about the happiest time of the year. We're going to talk about holidays in Walt Disney World. And I literally just got back. I was excited to be there when they launched the new version of holidays around Walt Disney World. And my plane landed in New Jersey literally not even two hours ago. Well, and that's why you're the Disney master. So that's why we're doing the show that we're doing tonight. As anybody that's been to Walt Disney World at this time of the year, which is now it's November, knows they transform, as we've said before, almost overnight from not holiday season to holiday season. So you were just there. Give us your overall thoughts to start us off this evening. Overall, they found the way to make magic. And I think that's what makes Disney Disney. They took COVID restrictions and figured out how to still give us the most magic, the most holiday spirit, the decorations that we love, the outfits that sadly we're missing because there is no very Merry Christmas party this year, but all the people working on Main Street are wearing those Christmas party outfits that we're used to, and Santa is appearing, and holiday treats, and as much holiday magic as they could give us. Well, and you know, if you've ever seen any of the shows that they put on television or even on uh, Disney Plus about the makings of what goes into a holiday season, this is not something that they just start planning in you know, October. I mean, when the pandemic was going on, it was right in the middle of planning and getting things ready. So it had to have been challenging for the parks to get themselves together. It sounds like based off of your initial viewing, they've done an excellent job. They really did. And I think they took the elements that we all expect and we'd all be disappointed if we didn't have. And they said, how do we tweak this as little as possible so we can keep the experience the same? but still deliver what we need for everyone to continue not only to feel safe, but to be safe here in Disney. Okay, so let's break it down um, for some overall topics before we go park by park. So I know you had done, and, and there's nobody to hold you accountable for this, but you had done your fair share of shopping while you were there. So talk to us about the shopping experiences that there are on property. Oh my God, the holiday merchandise this year is adorable. There is so much stuff. Honestly, I don't know that I've ever seen a year with so much holiday merchandise. Everything from ugly sweater looking family pajamas to matching Crocs to your pajamas, great little slippers, backpacks, sweaters, t-shirts, lots of great holiday t-shirts. And then all the ornaments, the tree toppers, the dishes, the kitchen towels. What am I leaving out? So many things, just lots of great shopping. Now I will say probably when you're in the main stores in each park or even in World of Disney, it's 80% the same. But that 20% new that you found in each place was great. And I will give the tip that I know I've given here before, but in case you didn't catch it on a previous episode, 
I buy whatever I want whenever I see it <laughs> because there's no guarantee that you're going to find it again just because it's in the Emporium on Main Street and it seems like something you should find everywhere and you're like, I'll get it at the last night or I'll get it in World of Disney. First of all, if you're looking at clothing, sizes sell out in weird ways in different stores. But the great tip that I like is shop till your heart's content on your last night Lay it all out in your hotel room. Make sure there's no buyer's remorse. And anywhere in a Disney store, so anything in any theme park or the Disney-owned shops in Disney Springs can be returned in your resort gift shop. So that last night, if there's anything you don't want, you don't have to go back to where you bought it. Just bring it down to your gift shop. So grab what you want so that you have those things. Okay, so unfortunately, unlike our next topic where we talk about how calories don't exist in Walt Disney World, your credit card bill does come due when you come home. So just be be aware of that, that that's not a magical pill, that you are you do have to pay for these things at some point, correct? You mean that four-digit code on my magic band doesn't make it free? Not so much. It's magic for Disney, not so much for your uh, bank account, but that's okay. Uh, it wouldn't be our show if we weren't talking about food. So let's talk about the eating experiences just overall. So similar to how I was just saying that there's some of the same shopping overall, there's some of the holiday things everywhere food-wise, whether you're looking in the parks, in the candy stores, in Disney Springs, they've got the Mickey holiday cupcake and the cookies and the cake pops and the Rice Krispie treat. They did this really cute new Mickey Rice Krispie treat on a stick and they put a Santa hat on it out of chocolate, of course. And the little pom-pom on the hat is an extra marshmallow. So cute. So those general kind of holiday-themed snacks you can get everywhere, and they're all just so tasty. And calorie-free. So Calorie-free. Let's go through park by park. Uh, Talk about the experiences that each park has given. Let's start with the Magic Kingdom. That's where you have to start. It's where it all began. And that's the one I think people kind of worry about that's the one where we're used to as you said that's where the parade comes on christmas day that's where they typically have the very merry christmas party the castle and we got all of it um check out our facebook page i went live going through the train tunnel and out onto main street for the first time and if you've heard what you should be buying Sandy for a holiday gift, you know it's all about the toy soldiers. And the minute I came through that train station, there were the toy soldiers in the garden. And I'll go right into the five cavalcades that we have, the mini type parades. And there is a cavalcade of the toy soldiers. So we still get that awesome holiday experience. So there was some discussion going into the holiday season because, you know, as we know, there's been changes to evening shows and things like that. What types of things have they done with the castle that we can expect to see from a holiday perspective? So that's a great question because I read about it in advance and I'll be honest, I wasn't super clear how they were pulling it off. And then I was there, obviously, and I was like, oh, I get it now. So they did a projection show on the castle. And if you've been anytime, probably in the last three years, you've seen the projection shows on the castle where somehow the magic of Disney 
makes the castle into almost like a big giant TV screen, all cut out in the right shape of the castle. And they project these images and it's almost like watching a 10, 12 minute movie live on the castle. But we know that when they have those shows, people get a spot in advance and they gather and Main Street fills. And I was thinking to myself, how are they going to do this? The number one thing that they've looked at doing since they reopened is not having that timed entertainment. That's why we don't have parades anymore. We have these spontaneous cavalcades, these mini parades that appear without a time schedule so that people don't gather. For the lights on the castle, it's not that 10 to 12 minute show that we've become used to. It's from sundown to part closing. So this week it was three and a half hours of projection. And for three and a half hours, they ran this show. The castle has four different scenes, great holiday music. It projected the first scene. The scene stayed still. So it's not watching a movie. It's like watching an overlay. Listen to a couple of songs. And then all of a sudden you heard this magical swish. And if you looked at the castle as the swish was going, that overlay disappeared and a new one appeared. And then you could listen to three or four more songs and you got that swish again and it kept changing. So because it was something neat to look at and it had the musical element, but it wasn't a true, here's the beginning and the end of the show, people stopped and watched, but they watched for a few minutes and then they moved on. So maybe they watched one and then they went and they did some rides and they caught something else on the way back. So with it being spread out over hours like that, there were never crowds. So as we know, Disney listens to the show. They take everything we say right to heart and they follow whatever our suggestions are. I like that better. I yes. think I think there's something to be said for spontaneity. I think Disney at a certain point has maybe steered away from that to have these structured, organized experiences. And to me, something like that is what we've talked about on this show. It's an unplanned magical moment that you can't possibly foresee. So that to me is is cool. I like that idea. And I think it's such a mix. You know, I like knowing that if I really want to see this and I'm standing at the castle at 9 p.m., I'm going to see it. But the reality is that I would get there by 8.15, 8.20 to get a spot. And so this 12-minute experience became an hour for me. Right. Now, because it's stretched over so many hours, I was able to do it when it was convenient for me. What I think I also saw a lot of, again, if you can picture where the castle is in your head, everybody kind of comes through that hub in order to go out. So what I saw at the beginning of the night was people with a lot younger children because they were heading out at seven o'clock and they caught it on their way out. But couples that were there and people with teens were catching it. 8.39 o'clock on their way out. And again, great job dispersing the crowd. Okay. Anything else at the Magic Kingdom that you want to mention before we move on to the next park? The five cavalcades. I know we've talked about the new cavalcades, but these are different. We had the toy soldiers. We, of course, had Santa on his sleigh. He ends all of the Christmas parades. And all of the princesses were in their winter outfits. So although... The float remained the same as the one that we saw months ago. Seeing them all in their holiday stuff is incredible. 
The Magic Kingdom also has a lot of holiday snacks and treats. And I will say Disney Parks blog did a whole post dedicated to holiday treats within each park. And I would tell people it's really just the highlights. One of the things that I've really come to love about mobile ordering, and I was not a huge fan of it when it started, but now if you're looking for those specialty foods, you can go on to mobile ordering. There is an icon under each restaurant just for holiday snacks, and you can get to see them that way. There's a lot more than what is listed. I will give you my two favorites because we did try them all, of course. Um, in the Main Street Bakery, a.k.a. Starbucks, the Twice Upon a Cupcake, absolutely amazing to look at, incredible to eat. It was a Christmas tree, and inside the top of the tree, Funfetti Cupcake, in the bottom, a vanilla cupcake with a full-size red velvet hidden Mickey in it, and amazing frosting. Oh so definitely worth the wait in a Starbucks line, which you usually don't hear me say. <laughs> and the other favorite of mine was over at Picos Bill's, the Let It Snow Taco, obviously an ode to Frozen. It was a sugar cookie taco shell filled with salted caramel and spiced chocolate mousse. Mm. So again, calorie-free, lots of taste, definitely a great dessert with a meal or again, anywhere you can go, you can just grab a dessert and go. So after we pack on all those calories, we take the long run from the Magic Kingdom over to the Animal Kingdom. Let's talk about what we experienced over there. I had so much fun in the Animal Kingdom and I was actually there today. Um, we've also talked in the past about Disney's love of new words. And in Animal Kingdom, they don't have parades. They don't have cavalcades. Here's our word. We have flotillas um, <laughs> because they are floats going down the river. So five different flotillas. And again, these are not time things. They are not on a very strict schedule. They're going to run every 15 to 30 minutes. Mickey and Minnie in their holiday wear and a flotilla with the drummers that we definitely have missed in Harambe, uh, Donald and Daisy in holiday wear, Pocahontas and Miko were on another float. And of course, I'll just give you one guess what our final float of the day was there. I don't know. Tell us. It must be Santa. <laughs> How could you possibly have a, a flotilla without Santa? <laughs> He's a busy man down in Orlando right now. Let oh, me I'm tell sure. you. I'm sure. All right. What about the food at Animal Kingdom? So Animal Kingdom, I can't really totally explain this one, but they are not starting the majority of their specialty snacks until December. They have those basics like we were talking about, the apples, the Rice Krispie treats, all holiday themed. Um, I am looking forward to my next trip back because they have a white chocolate peppermint cream cheese mousse oh, at Satouli Canteen. So instead <laughs> of that blue mousse that Satouli has, it's a special holiday one. And then one of my favorite things at that was new to Epcot last year that unfortunately is on hiatus this year was the Merry Menagerie. Those animals made out of recycled items that did this great interaction with the public as you came in. 
they are on hiatus this year, but they have made a special cupcake design right after them. So some great food choices there as well. I also really encourage everybody, especially in Animal Kingdom, to pay close attention to the decorations. They've done, because it's Animal Kingdom and they do a lot of work with conservation, some of their ornaments are made from recycled items that are incredible. They used old bottle caps to create these wreaths that have intricate designs and animal patterns. And just from a distance, you would have no idea it's all recycled material. Get up close, look at it, go home, be crafty. That's awesome. All right. So from the Animal Kingdom, we go over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. What did we see there? Lots of great stuff there as well. Starting with, of course, Hollywood and Vine, one of our great character experiences has the characters dressed for the Christmas holiday. And they've upped their game since Halloween. In addition to having the characters come around, they do a cute little dance around the restaurant. So a great opportunity for that. Still four cavalcades. Three of them seem to be unchanged at the moment, but I'll give you a guess who our final cavalcade is here as well. I don't know. Tell us. You know, the reason <laughs> that cavalcades are so spaced out, it is hard work being Santa running from the Magic Kingdom to the Animal Kingdom and then over to Hollywood Studios. So he certainly gets his steps in in a day visiting in three parks a day right now. Listen, it's small potatoes for the man. He gets around the world in one evening. I'm pretty sure he he's, can get from the Animal Kingdom to the Hollywood Studios to get he's a cavalcade. Good. <laughs> and those of you who've enjoyed the larger-than-life ornaments that were floating in the lake. They are still there in Hollywood Studios. And again, in the past couple of years, they've had a show on the Tower of Terror at night. They did a projection show, and there were four different shows, again, each of them lasting three to five minutes. Just like we spoke about in Magic Kingdom, the overlays are there, the overlays change, but they don't have that full show to it. So you get the projection, but without the crowd gathering. So still a lot of fun. So um, last thing I want to I bring up at Hollywood Studios is, is there anything you had mentioned that Animal Kingdom's specialty food doesn't, doesn't start for the next month? Is there anything in Hollywood Studios specialty food-wise for the holidays? So much stuff. This was definitely a high calorie day for me. And I have to say, I think I have a new favorite treat. There is a frozen salted caramel hot chocolate or a mommy and daddy salted caramel hot chocolate um, <laughs> with this glow Mickey head jingle bell that obviously is a souvenir to keep. Sure. I could definitely have that frozen salted caramel hot chocolate all day long. And I got this great Olaf cupcake, little light up Olaf in the top. So we held him in front of the Tower of Terror at night lighting up. And then we were able to bring both of those souvenirs home. All right. So let's transition out of the parks for a second and go over to what I've referred to as the fifth gate, which is Disney Springs. Talk to us about what the Springs has put together for the holidays. So the Springs has, again, found a new take on some old things, and they are transitioning a little bit later to the holidays. I do think they're trying to get Santa used to that run that we were just talking about. 
He is going to be appearing on boats in Disney Springs, but that will not start for another couple of weeks. You've also probably in the past seen pictures or heard us talk about the tree trail at the end of Disney Springs that I loved. Again, in order to avoid people congregating, the trees are now what they're calling a tree stroll. They are spread out all over Disney Springs. You can stop at guest services or a couple of the stores have signs that you can pick up your tree stroll hunt map there. It sends you around Springs, obviously hunting for the trees, and then you redeem it for a small prize. And I will say small because it's a great souvenir thing, but it is not, you know, the $50 Disney prize that you should kill yourself to get there if that wasn't <laughs> in your plans. One of the other fun things that they've done, if you've already paid for Memory Maker, right next to Jeff's favorite spot in Disney Springs, next to Jelly, is the PhotoPass spot. And they have some great um, holiday backgrounds that they superimpose behind you and do some real fun poses. And that's going to be included with your memory maker. So definitely stop there to take a look. So I, I shudder to even think of this. Anything to eat that jumped out at you? We were at the bakery. So we went to Amaretto. And they had a mini Yule Log and a mini Mickey holiday cake. So lots of tasty treats. Nice. And we expect to see some other places bring in treats. Again, one of the big differences when you're in Disney Springs, besides the candy shop, which had the Rice Krispie treats and all of those special snacks, everything there is really independently owned. So they're all kind of working on their holiday menus and getting it set. They're a little bit behind in Disney in that way. So as I mentioned in the open, the reason that you are the Disney master is that you are constantly in touch with what's going on. You are you literally stepped off the plane tonight as we're recording. And you'll notice as a listener that one of the things we didn't mention so far was Epcot. There's a very good reason for that from a first-person perspective. Talk to us about why Epcot was not a focus on tonight's show. Epcot typically starts the holidays a little later. There was talk they were going to be early this year, but the decision was made that the Epcot Food and Wine Festival will continue up until Thanksgiving, and then the holidays in Epcot will start on the 27th. And it's at that point that we'll see things. Epcot probably also is the park, I have to be honest where we're going to notice the most change. We know that Joyful will be singing. They are an awesome gospel group. If you haven't had the opportunity to see them in years past, I highly recommend it. We know Santa, once he finishes at all the other parks, is going to hop on over there. But we're not expecting to see the traditional Santas around the world that we've always seen. Sadly, we're going to miss Candlelight Processional this year. I encourage you, check out our YouTube channel. Everyone should have a little bit of candlelight for the year. So we'll be back. We'll put in some extra notes in the show notes when we're back in Disney in three weeks to give you an update on Epcot. But we're expecting a little bit less of the holiday magic than we're accustomed to there. Well, we look forward to it. So hopefully if you're riding that sky gondola like we know you like to, you can catch <laughs> Santa soaring with the reindeer from one park to the next. Anything else you want to mention about the holidays that you just saw recently over the weekend? It's, a, it's not a just saw. It's a just missed. Because one of our favorite other things to do holiday time 
is typically to go to the deluxe resorts and check out their amazing, amazing gingerbread displays. And Disney has made the painstaking decision not to do gingerbread displays this year because, again, that tends to be an area that crowds gather. But we have been assured they will be back. And 2021, for so many reasons, has to be a brighter year than many of us have seen for 2020. Well, I do appreciate you taking the time and taking one for the team to really go around to all of these parks in such a short period of time to tell us what's going on for the holidays. Thanks for taking the time and happy holidays. Happy holidays, Jeff. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, have them subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.